here. Welcome into Devori Darkens Live. Every day, Monday through Friday, we show up just for you to help you get what you want in your life. Now, we've kind of expanded our reach here because we're now live on uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. I also understand that uh, depending on the platform you may be on, you might run into some connection issues. So the best thing to do is to work yourself to our YouTube channel. If you want to make sure that you can see me <laughs> directly looking at you, uh, going to the YouTube channel will be your best bet. Okay. Now, also, this is recorded, so you can go back and rewatch this on the YouTube channel. And you can also listen to this on Spotify, uh, Google, Amazon, and Apple Podcast. You can do that. So what is this show all about? I always have to make sure I make this clear because every single day we have new people watching. This show is all about helping you get what you want out of life. There's uh, pretty clear to me that we're not here to live a mediocre, uh, unfulfilling uh, life. Uh, I don't believe you're here to be filled with anxiety and depression for the rest of your life. I believe you're here to do great things, to be happy, to have fulfillment, and make an impact on other people. Well, the only way that's ever going to happen is with your mindset. That's where it starts. So this is what we talk about on this show. How do you start thinking for yourself? How do you start living with a purpose? How do you make the changes you need in your mindset at the subconscious mind level? How do you do that? That's exactly what we talk about on this show. And I really like incorporating really all aspects of our success. Our success really involves three things. Spirituality, our mindset, and what we are, what we are physically doing. And when we, when we can get all of those in alignment with each other, we're going to make some amazing things happen in our lives. So having said that, uh, if you are getting value during this show at any time, you know what to do. Hit the like button, depending on what platform you're on, <laughs> and subscribe if you haven't already. Now, if you're still wondering why should you listen to somebody like me, well, um, it's pretty clear. I'm a person who lives what I teach. Uh, the messages and the ideas that I share on this podcast is exactly the way that I live my life. It's the exact way that I mentor my clients. And it's the exact way that uh, I was mentored. So I'm not on here to tell you really my opinion. I'm not on here to throw a bunch of information at you. I'm here to just share ideas that have that has absolutely changed my life. And will definitely change yours. So that's why we're here. That's why you probably want to listen to me. And I'm not here to convince you of anything. If you get the information, I'm sure you'll hear something that makes you think a little differently than the way you've been thinking. Now, this show is sponsored by the Purpose Conscious University, which is an online platform that teaches you how to live your purpose in life, change your mindset uh, so you can change your life. Uh, and if you want to know more about that, all you have to do is go to my link in the bio or 
below this video in the YouTube description and hit the link to join us there. Now, what are we talking about today? I really love this topic today because, as I was saying on Saturday night, uh, it's ignorance that is the real problem in the world. We simply don't know. And this is a topic that majority of people do not know. I think a lot of people kind of maybe may not be really open to hearing it. But I think when you finally start to realize that everything you've been told up to this point has really been backwards, you become open-minded to new ideas. And today is a new idea. Today we're talking about the seven laws of the universe. Why would we talk about something like that? Well, let's start here. Let's start at a point that I know you have no trouble understanding. You know about the law of gravity, whether you believe in it or not, whether you understand it on a scientific level or not, is irrelevant. But you know it's there. You know that if you were to climb all the way to the roof of your house and jump off, you're not going up, you're going down. We all know this. There's no, <laughs> That's not a secret, right? Um, and there's still people who wake up in the morning and still try to challenge the law of gravity and um, they lose every time, right? So well, that's, that's nothing new. The point is, is how do we connect this to our life, the way that you live? How can you use a law like that to help you succeed in your life? Well, this is why we have this term called the seven laws of the universe, because that's exactly what they're here for. You'll find that as I go through these seven laws, that you'll start to truly see how they've been happening in your life. Now, here's the deal. We live in this world. We live on a planet. We are governed by the laws of this planet. We can't control the laws. We really can't. We do not have any control over the law of gravity unless, unless we manipulate it through a couple of things. Number one, uh, we can obviously go at a certain speed that causes us to no longer be tied to the gravity force of the earth. And this is what you'll see uh, astronauts do. Or you can leave the atmosphere of this planet and you're no longer subject to the law of gravity on this planet, right? You could do that. What am I saying? I'm saying as long as you're walking on this planet, you will always be governed by these laws no matter what. Now, let me start here for the people in the back. What is a law? Because I always want to make sure that we are not saying words and talking about ideas or concepts that we truly don't have an understanding of the meaning of these words. So what does a law truly mean? Well, the way I learned it is pretty simple. A law is something that happens to everyone, everywhere, all the time. Everyone, everywhere, all the time. That's the law of gravity. It applies to everyone, everywhere, all the time. Think about that. No matter whether you disagree, doesn't matter if you don't believe, it's going to happen to you everywhere all the time. Happens to the animals, it happens to the plants, what happens when a branch falls off a tree, doesn't float up in the sky, it, it falls down, right? Because the, the, the gravitational pull, I'm not going to go down the road of science because again, you know, that can get a little nerdy, but the bottom line is we, we are all governed by the laws. And if we can get an understanding of these laws, we can start to understand how to get more out of life.
to get more out of life. Now, one of the laws that you always hear of that is really a huge buzzword in today's uh, world is the law of attraction. And you'll find as I go through these seven, the law of attraction really is not the topic here. See, the law of attraction is more of an effect. It happens as a result of these other laws that I'm going to get into. So where do we start? We start by understanding what the word law means in this context. It's something that happens to everyone, everywhere, all the time. And how is that going to help you get what you want out of life? Well, your success is dictated based on these laws. The way that you think is governed by these laws. The way your life turns out to be is governed by these laws. So if you can get an understanding of them, not only are you going to be able to be in control of yourself, but you're going to be able to have a bigger impact and influence on the direction you're going to take your life. And ultimately, that's why we're here. You're here because you want to live a happy life. You want to stop living a life where you don't believe in yourself, where you're not getting what you want. I know you don't want that. Nobody wants that. And in today's world, we've got an abundance of knowledge and information on how to change all that. But as I read last night on uh, the podcast last night, I said, you can get all the knowledge you want in the world. That doesn't mean anything. But if you can get knowledge that is organized into what? A practical plan of action towards a definite end, you're going to find yourself on the path of success. So I'm going to give you some knowledge today, and I'm going to organize this knowledge into a plan of action, meaning by the end of this today's show, I'm going to give you some practical steps that you can be taking. Now, all you need to do on your end is to take these steps today and apply them to a definite end, meaning apply them to a goal, a purpose that you have in your life. I guarantee if you do that, success is yours. So where do we start? We already understand what the, the meaning law. What, what is the meaning behind the word law? A law is something that happens to everyone, everywhere, all the time. Got it, Devori. So what's the next thing? Well, the next thing we have to understand is that we are governed by these laws. A lot of people are saying, well, my problem or the reason why I'm not successful or happy in this world is because of so-and-so. I'm not happy because of the economy. You know, my life is not going great because of, of the government or whatever. Whatever. And by the way, I forgot to announce, it is election day. So if you're in America and you're all into politics, make sure you go vote today, right? I am. <laughs> uh, anyways, I digress. Um, a lot of people think that's the problem, right? What they're not understanding is that, no, you are the problem. What's happening inside and your lack of understanding of what's happening inside of you is the issue and how that relates to the way the universe turns, the way God has set it up. So let's let's go through these. All right. Number one, number one, uh, where I love starting is the law of cause and effect. Everybody gets this. I mean, I think this is the most simplest law in there or part of the seven, because we've heard this even in school, the law of cause and effect, right? Like you already know if you picked up a hammer and you slammed it against the wall, that would be a cause. What's the effect? The hole that ends up in the wall, right? The hole doesn't get there unless there's a cause. There, there's a cause and then there's an effect, right? How does this relate to your life? What you put out 
is what you get back. And we already know Newton's first law is what? For every action in the universe, there's an opposite and equal reaction. So the law of cause and effect is what you put out, you must receive. This is nothing new. I know you've heard this thousands of times, but just ask yourself, man, do I really understand that emotionally? Like, ask yourself that question. Do you truly understand this emotionally to the point where the way you live your life shows that you understand that law? Just look at your behavior. Does your behavior show that you understand the law of cause and effect? Now, if you were just to observe people around you, people you may work with, people you come into contact with, you'll see the vast majority of people do not understand that law. Because if they did, they wouldn't do the things that they're doing. They wouldn't say the things that they say. They wouldn't react and get out of control the way that they do. In fact, they would think twice. Because they know, oh, well, if I go down that road, I'm, I'm sending negative energy out. I can only get that back. So, yes, you've heard of this. I know. I'm not insulting your intelligence. You probably have read it, et cetera, et cetera. That's not the point here. The point is, are you applying it? Remember what I said? Or not what I said. What did Napoleon Hill say? What did he say? Let's read it. Where's the book at? Let's read it. What did he say? This would be chapter 5, page 116. A lack of understanding of this fact has been the source of confusion to millions of people who falsely believe that knowledge is power. It is nothing of the sort. Knowledge is only potential power. It becomes power only when and if it is organized into definite plans of action and directed to a definite end. What I'm saying is, the point is not that the law exists. The point is, do you understand it? Are you applying it into your life? That's the point. That's the point of this entire show. I'm not here to give you more knowledge. I'm here to say something that moves you into action. I'm here to talk about ideas that causes you to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to implement that into my life. I'm going to live that way because that's where the true change occurs. When a person becomes the idea. When you start to believe in these new ideas that improve the quality of your life, that's where the transformation occurs, not gathering more information. This is why he says uh, in a couple paragraphs later on page 117, he says, an educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. An educated person is one who so developed the faculties of their mind that they may acquire anything that they want or its equivalent without violating the rights of others. Meaning, just because you've read all the books doesn't mean you're really educated. You may have received a lot of education, but you're not really educated. According to Napoleon Hill, an educated person is a person who simply knows how to get what they want out of life. That doesn't require a PhD. It doesn't. This is why I'm sure you've come into contact with somebody at least once or twice that is absolutely educated in according to society standards but when you look at their behavior and you look at their results you can't help but think like what's going on it's because in college and in school they're not teaching us these type of ideas they're te they're teaching us general knowledge not knowledge that improves the quality of your life 
Not knowledge on how you can transform yourself. Not knowledge on how you can truly impact others and serve. No, they're just teaching us all the other stuff. But all the other stuff isn't what truly changes your life. So again, why am I saying all this? I'm saying as I go through these seven laws, it's not about getting more information here. This is about you grabbing onto an idea that I may speak about today and apply it into your life and become an educated person because that helps you get what you want. So the law of cause and effect is really simple. What you put out is what you get back. This is why there's another concept called leaving people with the impressive increase, leaving things better off than you found them is another example of someone using the law of cause and effect. When I come into contact with somebody, when I leave a situation, I want to leave it better off than I found it. Why? Because that's you expressing positive energy. And if you do that, you're only going to get that back. Think about the individual when they come into contact with everybody in a situation, they leave it worse. What do you think happens in that person's life? You know they're not happy. They absolutely do not experience any fulfillment. They're, I'm sure they're unmotivated. They're probably stressed out every day and have anxiety. They live with anger and resentment. And they express that towards other, other people. And that's what they get back. So this is not a, again, as simple as it may sound, it's a question of, okay, am I really living this way? Are you really living that way? Are you making sure that when you come into contact with people, when you approach a situation, when you have that conversation with someone, you are leaving it better off than you found it? That's one of the best ways to apply the law of cause and effect. Are you leaving things better off than you found them? The other thing about that is, are you doing better than you were yesterday? How can you get better? And what you're doing, how can you get better as a mother? How can you get better as a partner? How can you get better as a manager or an employee? You know where you start? You start with yourself inside. You become better. And everything around you becomes better because you became better. That's why I said the true change is inside, internally. What's going on inside of you is what you're going to see show up on the outside. So the law of cause and effect will take care of itself if you focus on being the best version of you. It's internal, not external. Leaving people better off than you found them is an internal thing. You go inside yourself and say, hey, you know what? I want to express unconditional love. I don't want to leave things worse. I want to leave them better. Even if I come into contact with somebody that I don't agree with, I'm going to leave them better off than I found them. You're going to feel better. You're going to send out better energy. And that's going to help you live a better life. The last thing you want to do is allow people to control you. That's how you stay in control of yourself, leaving things better off than you found them. Being better every single day, no matter what. Now, one more thing I have to address here is if you fail to do things like that, the law will still work. Meaning if you fail to leave things better off than you found them and you start leaving things worse than you found them, you start slacking off at work, you don't put any, you don't put 100% into your relationships, you're not um, really expressing loves towards other people, 
you're still applying the law of cause and effect. What did we say? A law happens to everyone, everywhere, all the time. It does not discriminate. It doesn't matter if you're a person who believes me or not. It doesn't matter if you want to live your life with happiness or you want to live it with anger. The law doesn't care. It's what you put out. It's what you get back. So if you're sending out anger and hate towards other individuals, you're only going to receive that back. This is why you have to be very intelligent with how much energy you're spending gossiping and talking down on other people. Because I know we all become guilty of that sooner or later. We all have comments we want to make about other people we come into contact with. We all want to make comments about what happened over the weekend. I get that. But you have to be very intelligent. How much energy are you spending doing that? Because if you're just spending your time and your energy only talking down about other individuals, you know what you're not doing? You're not talking about the good things in your life. You're not talking about the things you want to do with your life. You're not talking about the people that were nice that you did meet. That warrants your attention. Again, this is a choice. You don't have to do this. But this is the way that the law works. It's what you send out is what you get back. So that's what the law of cause and effect is all about. And the practical steps that you could be taking. Here we go organized information into a practical plan of action. What is a practical plan of action? One, you can leave things better off than you found them. Two, you can make sure that every time you end a conversation, you leave it better off than you found it. Number three, you can stop focusing so much on what's wrong with life and start focusing on what's good in your life. You could do that. Number four, you can make sure that every single day you're getting 1% better. How can I be better today than I was yesterday. You already paid for yesterday. Yesterday already happened. You can't go back. Today's still pending for you. So what can you do today to be better than you were yesterday? That's a practical way of using the law of cause and effect to your benefit. So you can get to where you want to go. So that's the first one. What's the second one? The law of rhythm. Now we've all have experienced this concept in our life where it's a roller coaster. There's a time in your life where you are like, there's just nothing but change. Everything's changing. You may be moving. You may be switching jobs. You may be, you know, getting a new car, whatever. Something's changing constantly. There's a lot of changes. Then there's this season of life where there's zero. There's like no change whatsoever. It's very routine. Right. And then there's like this part of your life where you're just really putting in work. You're locked in. You're laser focused. Then there's this part of your life where it just, it seems like the gates have opened up to heaven and all success is just flowing in, right? And so we go through these periods of our life throughout the year where it's up and then it's down, then it's in the middle, then it's up again and it's down. And that's the law of rhythm, just like what happens in nature. There's a rhythm to it. There's winter, there's summer, there's fall, there's spring, and it just keeps repeating. Well, what's the, what's the point of that? The point of it is that don't get yourself caught up based on where you are uh, in, in this year. Maybe right now you're in a period where everything is not going your way. Don't get caught up in that because it cannot last forever. It must go back. It must change. It's the way that it works. So if everything's not going your way right now, that cannot last for the rest of your life. Sooner or later, things have to go your way. Now, to make it go your way quicker, you need to stop thinking that it's not going your way and focus on what the truth really is, that things are always working out for you. 
you're still alive. You're still breathing. You still have food. You still have a place to stay. Things are still working out for you. So to truly kind of rise above this law and not get caught up in the highs and really the lows, but to be very neutral about things is to just realize that nothing really lasts forever. It comes and goes. It really does. And when you start doing that, you'll realize that the period of your life where it seemed like things weren't really going your way, it goes by like that. You almost forget that it even happened because you stopped identifying with it so much. You stopped allowing it to control your mindset and the way that you feel and you just live your life. Now, let me also say this, uh, because this happens, especially when we attempt to do something new we've never done before. Whether that is a goal that you set for yourself, for example, you want to go start a business. Or maybe you want to improve your relationship. Maybe you want to change your health. Whatever the case might be, the bottom line is this. There's going to be a rhythm there. There's going to be that point where in the beginning, we're all excited. We're hyped up. We're motivated. We're like, yes, we're going to do this. And then a month goes by and then that excitement seems to be gone. That doesn't mean you stop. You keep going. But most people look at that as a sign of, oh, I think I should just quit because I'm not excited anymore. Well, wait, 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 wait. Who said that? Where'd you get that information from? See, there's a rhythm here, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to be happy 24-7, 365. You're also not going to be angry 24-7, 365. Your objective is to be very neutral and not allow your success or your failures to control you. Treat them the same. When you succeed in your life, that's necessary. You learned something there. You're grateful. What, what did I learn from that success that I should continue to duplicate? When you fail in your life where it doesn't work out, it's the same conversation. What can I learn from that that I did right in that situation, keep doing that? And what should I not do again? Success and failure is the same thing. They're just opposite of the same coin. So instead of allowing your failures to get you down, instead of allowing your successes to get you so high that when you come down, you feel depressed, just treat them the same because they are virtually, they both are necessary. Success tells you what you're doing right. Success tells you what you should do different or failure tells you what you should do different. If you don't have failure, how can you succeed? Failures is where the lessons are located. Again, I tell people this all the time. It's easy to be positive when you're around positive people. You really don't learn much from that. You really learn about positivity when you're in a negative environment. You learn how powerful it can be. You learn how much control you can have of yourself. I mean, that's really where you stretch your muscles. The point, guys, in the law of rhythm is things are going to go up and down. Things are going to change. Seasons are going to come. Uh, the excitement is going to be there. Then it's not. Your objective is not to really get emotional about any of that and just to stay neutral. Stay focused on what you want. Stay one day at a time. I'm, I'm going to be better than, than I was yesterday. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do today. You know. And if you focus on that, then you never get bogged down by 
the points in your life where things seem to not be going your way. And you also don't get too high when the successes come and then they leave and then now you're depressed. So that's the law of rhythm, folks. Um, and if I didn't make it clear, the practical thing to do is when you feel like things are not going your way, don't get caught up into it. Don't give it your energy. Don't dwell on it. Don't try to overanalyze. Why is things not going my way? That doesn't mean things are not going your way. How do you know that? How do you know that the things that you say are convenient or inconvenient, how do you know that's not setting you up for what you want? Now, I can assume with absolute clarity and, and confidence that that's happened to you already, where something was very inconvenient to you, but in the end, it worked out the way that it was supposed to. So why get caught up when there, there is an inconvenience? Why allow that to truly control your life? Don't. When, when you have an inconvenience or things are not, they're necessary. It's necessary. If you look at it that way, it no longer is in control of you. You are in control of it, is the point. All right, so that's number two. What's number three? What's number three? The law of relativity or the law of polarity, meaning there's an opposite to everything. There is an opposite to everything. I'd say this is my other favorite law because I feel this concept is so easy to implement in your life immediately. And I feel when it come to when it came to my past and the things that I went through in my childhood, I would say the law of polarity truly helped me move on. So there's an opposite to everything. I'm not insulting your intelligence, but I have to go through this. The basics are this. Are, are, are these left, right, up, down, in, out, hot, cold, dark, light. Think about it. This is the way nature works. Think about it. There's a night and a daytime. There's a North Pole and the South Pole. There's the East and the West. Think about that. There's land and then there's water. Right? There's an opposite to everything. Well, what does that have to do with you? It's very simple. When there's something good, there's also something bad. When there's something bad, there's also something good. I was just saying in the law of rhythm, when you have that period in your life where you think nothing's going your way, how do you know that it's not setting you up for something good to happen? Well, the law of polarity clearly states if there's something bad happening in your life, there has to be something good. There has to be. There has to be. What is something good about being born uh, with parents who were drug addicts? What's the good in that? What is the good in that? The good in that is the lesson that was learned from the child. The child learned the lesson that, hey, you know what? I won't be like those parents. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. What's the good thing when a child is bullied? The good thing is the child has to learn how to have confidence. How to stand up. How to not look like someone who would get bullied. I'm really talking about myself. These are the lessons that I learned in my childhood. See, there's always a good in everything that happens. My sister uh, passed away uh, this same time last year. 
What's the good in that? The good in that is at the last year of her life, she got to spend time with the people she cared about. That the time that she was here on this earth, she made an impact on other people. That the time that I spent with her and our relationship was amazing. I did everything I could. There's the good. What else is the good? It's a great reminder that you never know when your last day is here, so you might as well live now. See, we're not trained to think this way. So when something bad happens, we think that is it. There's all there is. There's nothing good. It's all bad. Life is bad. My life's falling apart. But I'm here to tell you that's not the truth. There has to be something good in it. But it's your responsibility to look for it. People say, well, DeVore, you don't understand. I just got laid off from my job. That sounds like you have an opportunity to find the job that really fits you. Maybe you were in a job that didn't really fit you. You were only doing the job because you wanted the money. It wasn't really about your purpose. It wasn't really about what mattered most to you. It was just about trying to make it by. Maybe this is a great opportunity for you to finally set yourself straight and find a career and a job that really fits you and your purpose. You can look for the good in it. Well, you don't understand, Devorah, I just had a bad breakup and I thought this person was the one and it's an opportunity for you to self-reflect. Maybe there's things you finally can spend time on changing inside of you. I can't tell you how many times in my life where in the beginning it looked like, oh, all hell's going to break loose. My life is going to fall apart. That's it. No, not at all. I remember a time where I had one of my favorite cars, which was a Mercedes C350. I love this car. I mean, I love this car so much that I made sure it was never dirty. <laughs> That's how much I love this car. It was always cleaned. Uh, it was detailed. I mean, I... I not only on the inside, but the engine, I would make sure that I would put, um, you know, things to make sure the engine was performing top notch. I mean, I went all out. I really cared about this car. And one day I'm at a light. The light turns green. There's a car in front of me. The light turns green, but the car doesn't move. And I'm out of, I'm out of, I'm already putting my foot on the gas pedal and anybody that owns a Mercedes understands that as soon as you put your foot on the gas pedal, the Mercedes is like, it's going. Well, come to find out I did that. And I totaled the Mercedes right there at the light. The car never moved in front of me. I don't know what she was doing. I think she was on her phone. I was also distracted too. Because uh, if, if I was paying attention, I, I wouldn't have put my foot on the gas pedal, of course. But anyways, I totaled this car at the light. And I just couldn't believe it. I was like, why would this happen to me? Like, what is going on? And, um, well, I mean, I walked away with $6,000 cash. I had great insurance. They totaled the car. They wrote it off. They sold it. I got $6,000 out of it. Now, I could sit there and say, well, you know, what the hell? Why would God do that to me? I have bad luck. I totaled my car, et cetera, et cetera. Or I could say, hey, you know what? I got $6,000 out of this. That's a good thing. 
And and what's really cool is <laughs> it just helped me move to the next thing I needed to do anyway. So you'd be surprised that if you really start to see the good in things, they're not really hard to find. They're not really hard to find. But it's it's your responsibility to see it that way. Some of you guys, maybe your finances are not what you want them to be. Maybe you just have some bad financial habits. What's the good in that? The good is you need to start developing good financial habits. You see what doesn't work. You have clarity around that. You see, the worst position a person could be in is not knowing. If you don't even know what you're doing wrong, if you don't even know that there's a problem, how could you ever fix it? So whether it's your finances, your health, your relationships, doesn't matter what it is. If something you feel is not the result that you want, what's the good? What's the lesson? What's the feedback there? And that's going to help you get to where you want to go. That's going to help you stay in control of you instead of you getting out of control. That's where you want to live your life. You want to stop thinking in reverse. You want to stop allowing the circumstances of your life, the situations you experience, the people you're around to control the way that you think. You don't want to do that. Why? Because it's the thoughts that you think that control your emotions. Your emotions control your behavior. And what did we say about the, the law of cause and effect? Your behavior is an action. Well, there's an opposite and equal reaction from the universe. So if you allow a negative circumstance in your environment, like someone at work was a jerk today and you got so triggered about it. So now they're living in your mind rent free. You're so upset. You're going over and over and over again with it. Now you're emotionally involved. You're angry. You're resentful. You're upset. Now your actions start to turn into negativity. Well, what's the reaction from the universe? Think about that. So the law of polarity is very key to living a happy life. For every bad thing out there, there's an opposite of that. There's a good thing. I see people on the corner of, the, of, of when you're driving down the road, people who are homeless understand something. They are the opposite of the same coin. Someone uh, uh, somewhere else in this world is rich. You can't have rich people without poor people. You can't have poor people without rich people. Think about that. There's an opposite to everything. Our job is to look for what's good and use it so we can get to where we want to go. All right. I think I nailed that on the head, right? I think you guys got that. Listen, if you're getting value from this, make sure you hit the like button. <laughs> right? Now, this next one is called the law of relativity. Actually, let me back up. Let me make sure I was clear. What are the practical steps you should be taking to apply the law of polarity? It's very simple. Ask yourself this question in those moments. What is good about this? What can I learn? Is there a lesson here? What can I take from this that will help me get to where I want to go? I want to make sure I'm clear on that. That is an organized plan of action. Just ask yourself that question. What is good about this? What's the lesson? If I don't see it immediately, God, tell me what it is. And you'll see it. You'll see it. All right. The law of, rel rel the law of re relativity, which is number four, 
This is all about your habit of comparing things, right? This is where you've heard the statement, nothing is good or bad. It's our thinking that makes it so. Because you have to compare it to something to either make something good or bad, right? How can I say something's good if I don't compare it to something? I say it's good because I know it's the opposite of what's bad over here, right? The law of relativity is you comparing things. One of the worst things that people can do, and you may be doing this now, is you're comparing yourself to other people. You're trying to live up to another person's standard. The problem is you can never do that. You can never be like them, just like they can never be like you. And just like every single drop of rain, snowflake, cloud that we see in the sky, tree, none of them are identical. They are all unique and and different in their own way. Every tree that you see in nature, none of it is the same. There's something different about it. Every animal you see, none of them are the same. There's something different about their coat, their skin, their eyes, their lips. Nobody is like you. You have to stop using this law against yourself. You're trying to compare yourself to someone down the street, someone you went to high school with, somebody in your family. You're making a huge mistake because you'll never be like them. You've got to be yourself. You have to be yourself. You have to understand that when it comes to the law of relativity, everything just is. It's your thinking that makes it good or bad. It's your thinking that makes it big or small. See, $100 to somebody could be chump change. To another person, it could be riches. That's our thinking doing that. Right? So it's our thinking that makes it good or bad. You make it what it is. You make it what it is. And one of the most profound quotes I've heard recently, which I absolutely love, the way you relate to an issue is the issue. So if you're looking at something, you're like, well, that's a big deal. No, it's a big deal that you're saying that it's a big deal. That's the actual issue. So just think about what I'm saying. It's you are the one that makes it what it is. As soon as something happens, it's your attitude about it that makes it what it is. When someone gets rejected, when something doesn't go your way, when someone makes a mistake that you really care about, it's your thinking that's going to make it what it is. You can make it a good deal. You can make it a bad deal. It's your choice. It's your choice. And just like I said, in the law of rhythm, how things come and go, how sometimes there's chaos, how sometimes there's nothing going on, how sometimes things aren't going our way, it's your thinking that makes it what it is. You can make this time in your life good or you can make it bad. It's your choice. Nobody can make you do that. That's a, that's a choice that you make for yourself consciously, or it's a choice that you're making unconsciously by allowing other people to do your thinking for you. So somebody else could come in your life and say, hey, well, that's a big deal. Why would you let that happen to you? Why would you? That's their thinking. Their thinking makes it bad. That doesn't mean you have to. It's just like what's going on with the economy in America. There's a lot of people are saying, this is a bad time. Gas prices are high. It's inflation. People are barely making it by. People can't pay for milk. People can't pay for food. People can't pay this. They can't pay that. The last time I checked, people are still taking out their wallet and swiping their credit card. 
So you can go over there with all your negative thoughts about what's going wrong with the world. I'm not into that. Because I know if I get caught up in that, what's the, what is that going to cause me to feel? I'm going to feel anxious. I'm going to feel scared. Well, what is that going to do to my behavior? That's going to make me not take any risk. That's going to make me draw back, slow down. That's not the purpose of life. The purpose of life is not to slow down. The purpose of life is to speed up, to grow, to advance, to impact other people. Well, I can't impact another person if I'm slowing down and I'm not taking any risk. How can I help another person if I'm slowing down and not doing anything? All because someone somewhere came up to me and said, well, you know, today's a tough time, man. You sure you want to start that business right now? You sure you want to do this? You sure you want to do that? You know, it's a, it's all bad right now. Our country's falling apart, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's all a bunch of doom talk. Again, they're entitled to their own opinion. If that's what they believe, if that's what they see, that's right for them. That doesn't mean it has to be your truth is my point. It's your thinking that makes it so. It is. Your attitude of mind is going to impact the life that you live every single time. Every single time. And this is why you see p- people who are calm when there's chaos. And you see people who are going to fall apart and melt because of chaos. It's their thinking. That's the difference. Someone who's in a state of chaos, they don't see chaos. They just see opportunity. They see solutions. They see steps that they can take. Person who's panicking and out of control, they don't see solutions. They don't see steps that that they can take. They don't see opportunities. They see problems. That's what they see. And again, that's a choice. It's your thinking that makes it so. Okay. So what's the practical step? Well, the practical step is you exercising one of your higher mental faculties called reason, which is your ability to accept or reject the information that's coming into your mind. Every single day you wake up, you pick up your phone, you're on your laptop, you're talking to someone, you're driving down the road, you're in the office, wherever you go, you've got information coming into your mind constantly. It's your responsibility to choose what you're going to accept or reject. That's your choice. The practical step here is to be very intelligent with what you're giving your energy to, what your perception is about what's going on in your life. When people come to me and they're like, well, Devori, this is hard. You know, things have not been working out. You know, I've read that book already. I've been doing that. I don't see any changes. The problem is it's their thinking that is making it that way. They think it's not working. They think nothing's changing because they don't see it physically. That's like going into your backyard, you planted a a, a vegetable, and because you don't see any changes after three days, you're like, oh, well, it's not growing. That's like getting your wife pregnant, and then after 30 days, you're like, well, I don't see see the baby. Where is it at? That's ignorance. We have to exercise our understanding and realize it's my thinking before anything else that's going to make it what it is. So the practical step is whatever's going on in your life. Call yourself out and truly ask yourself, do I have the right perception of this? Am I exercising the right point of view? Am I accepting the right information? Am I rejecting the right information? What what is my thinking around this situation? Is my thinking productive or is your thinking unproductive? Think about that. Is your thinking based on abundance or is your thinking based on scarcity and lack? 
and fear. That's a choice. And just all you have to do is go through that mental process of asking yourself in those moments. Hey, oh man, this, you know what? My my manager came in today. They're ap- they're acting like a dick. They're upset. They're yelling at people, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but what is my thinking going to be around it? Is your thinking going to be, you know what? That's his problem. I don't, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. It's going to work out. Or is it like, oh, my world's falling apart. You get to decide what your thinking is going to be about that. So the practical thing is just to check in with yourself mentally. Guys, if you haven't catched on already, what are we truly talking about? What we're really truly talking about is how to think. This is you thinking for yourself. This is you allowing God to flow through you in an abundant manner. Think about that. God is omnipresent. He's within you. He's, he's within me. He's in everything. When you don't follow these laws, you're not in harmony with him anymore. You're not on the same page with him anymore. You've disconnected yourself. That's why there's so much conflict. That's why there's so much anxiety. That's why there's so much depression. Because we're not in harmony with the laws of the universe. We're not in harmony with God's plan for us. We're not using the energy properly. That's what's happening. So again, we've been given the freedom to choose. We have. We've been given the freedom on how we're going to respond or react to things. That's always your choice. Now, this next law... It's called the law of gender. Now, I kind of already touched on it because a lot of these laws are very, uh, I would say, um, they relate to each other very well. Um, but here's here's the bottom line. I just said that when a, a woman gets pregnant, it takes how many days for her to have a baby? Usually 290 or something like that, right? So when the woman becomes pregnant... We don't, at month two, or at the end of the first trimester, say, hey, uh, what's going on? Why haven't, you, uh, why haven't you given birth yet? We don't do that. We don't, when we place our order, usually at a restaurant and things are going the way they're supposed to, we usually don't say, well, hey, man, it's only been two minutes. Where's the food? We understand that it's being made. We understand that there's a process. We understand that there's a timeline that must elapse. We don't go out and plant vegetables in the garden or other uh, plants in the garden and then go out there three days later and say, well, where's everything at? We don't do that. We understand that there is a timeline that must elapse. We understand that. You see, there's a duality in all things of life. There is a male and there is a female. Think about that. I'm talking about nature. There is a male and And there's usually a female. There's an opposite to everything. And what happens? It's like what happens when uh, the acorn falls off the tree. That's the male going to impregnate itself into the soil of the ground. And then the next tree ends up growing. Now that happens over obviously years, decades probably. The, the, The thing about it is that people are not really understanding is that the thoughts that you're thinking is the male part of your mind. The subconscious mind is the female. Whatever thoughts that you're impregnating the female with in your mind is what is going to come to harvest in your life. Nothing new. Just said a different way. But understanding that 
there's a timeline that you get to sit here and think about whatever it is that you want with repetition and whatever you think about and get emotion involved sooner or later is going to come to harvest. Now, a great example of this, ladies and gentlemen, is the architect. The architect sees it in their mind first. They start picturing it. Oh, yeah, this is the way that we can build this. Excuse me. Woo. This is the way that we can build this skyscraper. This is the way that we can design it. This is how we can make it more sustainable, right? This is how we can um, um, adjust it to the local environment. They're going over and over in their mind with this. They're thinking about it. And they're repeating this thought constantly and they're building the idea. They're building the image. And every time they do, they're getting emotionally involved in it, which causes them to do what? Take action. And through a series of events from their action, the energy they put out, the people that they're working with, that image they had in their mind one day became the physical equivalent. But there, there had to be a timeline. There had to be a process. There's a certain, there's a certain amount of time that it's going to take to build a home, to build a skyscraper, to build the highways, to expand a city. There's a certain amount of time it takes you to change your health. There's a certain amount of time it takes you to change your beliefs, your habits, your relationships. There's a certain amount of time that must take place for you to start earning the money that you want. It's not going to just be like this. We have to stop setting unreasonable expectations on ourselves. We go on social media and you see the success, but you don't see, well, how long did it take them to get there? No one talks about that. No one says, and if you ever pay attention, they don't come on this on, on the TV and say, guys, you have to understand that um, it took us years to get there. That's usually not the topic of conversation. People want to hear the sexy topics. Well, what are the results? What are the results? They don't want to get into the, you know, the conversation that's not sexy, which is, okay, well, what did you do to get there? What was the process? What was the timeline? All right, we have to understand that the thoughts that we're thinking, when we back those up with the emotion, we're impregnating our subconscious mind. It's our subconscious mind that controls our behavior. Well, like we stated already, the action that you send out will cause an equal and opposite reaction from the universe. And that's a timeline. That is a process over time. The repetition of that over time, it's like the little things you do over time lead up to the result. And the result is either good or bad. And so we have to understand that every thought that we have, it's like a seed, it's a spiritual seed. It's a non-physical seed. And you got to plant that non-physical seed, your goal, your dream, this, this picture in your mind of what you want, you've got to plant that in the subconscious mind. You've got to get emotionally involved in it. And you have to understand that there's a timeline that must elapse. There's a process that must take place. If you truly start to understand that you don't have to think about when, you just have to think about what, the time will go by like that. But if you're always looking at your watch, wondering, well, when is this going to happen? What, what's taking so long? What's going on? Then it starts to slow down and it starts to feel like you're, it's dragging and it's not happening. And then all of a sudden, you're not even thinking the way you're supposed to. And now you pushed it away from yourself. See, everything in this life requires energy because everything is energy. 
and what you give your energy to will grow. This is the law of gender again. So if you're giving your energy to what's wrong in your life through a process, through time, through repetition, that will finally manifest into its physical equivalent. That's exactly what will happen. There's nothing woo-woo about that. In fact, you could see that in your life today. I encourage you to look at the area of your life that you're not getting what you want. I can guarantee it's your thinking. I can guarantee your thinking is is negative. I can guarantee it. There's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of worry. There's a lot of limiting beliefs in that area of your life. Now, the area of your life where you are getting great results, I guarantee it's the polar opposite. You have understanding. You're thinking abundance. You have joy, love, happiness. You have positive beliefs in that area of your life. So what happens? You get positive results. So to, to improve another area of your life, you must understand that there's a timeline, there's a process, and you're never going to know how long it's going to take. So sometimes when people come to me, they say, well, how long did it take you to change, Devori? How long would it take me to change? That's the wrong question. That's the wrong question because nobody can answer that for you. I could tell you that the time that it takes is always going to be influenced by your commitment, your discipline, and your emotional involvement with what you want. If you're not emotionally involved, it's probably not going to happen. Why? Because you're not giving it enough energy. When you become emotionally involved, when you fall in love with something, you're giving all of your energy to it. It's going to grow faster. So the question is not, well, how long will it take to change my life? How long will it take to develop a habit? How long will it take me to change my belief system? How long will it take me to, to make more money? That's not the question. The question is, are you willing and able to do whatever it takes to put yourself in a position to get the things that you want? Are you truly willing and able to do whatever it takes? Meaning, are you willing to focus on it every day? Are you willing to reject things that don't match what what you want? Are you willing to stop hanging around people who slow you down? Are you willing to put yourself out there? Are you willing to step outside your comfort zone and take risk? If you're willing to do that, then we know you're emotionally involved. Are you willing to come off and be different than everyone else? And possibly be judged and criticized for it. Are you willing to go through that? If you are, then we know you're giving that that goal, that dream, a lot of energy. So, of course, it's going to happen in time. That's why we all have heard it. All things are possible. Why? Because God is governing this universe. You can't sit there and tell me something's impossible. How many times did someone say, this is impossible, and then, one day somebody did it. We've got to knock it off with that. There's so there's so much proof. I could be here all day telling you stories about what everybody said was impossible and then someone did it. So don't let your friend, don't let your family, don't even let your kid or your partner tell you what's impossible. That is ignorance. The fact that we live on this planet, in this solar system, in this galaxy, in its position where it is, don't tell me things are impossible. It just isn't true. All things are possible. We just have to understand that. So the practical step to understanding the law of gender is hand it over to God. 
Stop worrying about how long something's going to take. Let him take care of that. You need to focus on the on the daily disciplines. Am I being better than I was yesterday? Am I focusing on what I'm supposed to focus on? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Am I operating from a place of faith? That's your job. That's your job. Your job is not to move the mountains. He'll do that. Your job is to put yourself in a position to receive the good that you desire. You cannot do that if you're not taking the right actions, if you're not exercising the correct amount of patience, if you're not consistent, you're not disciplined, you don't believe, it just it's not going to happen. Again, it's like planting a vegetable in your garden and day three, nothing's happening, so you refuse to water it anymore. Well, you basically have killed it. That's exactly what people do with their life. They have a goal, they have a dream, they start writing it all down, they start seeing the vision, they start getting emotionally involved, and then they go and they talk to their friend and their family and they say, well, I don't know if you can do that, and then they throw it all away. And then they say, well, this doesn't work. Mindset doesn't work. This stuff is woo-woo, it doesn't, it's all BS. No, the way you think is BS. That's what happened to you. You allowed someone else to steal your dream. You allowed someone else to knock you off your purpose. I didn't do that. The books didn't do that. God didn't do that. You did that. We have to get a true understanding that personal responsibility goes a long way. And it's our responsibility to understand that we do not control how fast something will happen in our life. All we can control is ourselves. We can control putting ourselves in a position to receive it. We can control ourselves on what we're going to focus on. You can do that, but you can't control how fast something happens. You could try all you want. You can never control that. So that's what we have to understand. That's the practical step. Now, we got two more to go. Two more to go. And I'll save this one that everybody knows about last. Um, so let's go with the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. It's a lot of words. I know. It almost sounds like um, <laughs> a play on words, but it's really not. The law of perpetual transmutation of energy. What are we really talking about? In fact, this is in science. We learned this in elementary school, by the way, that all energy, it's not created and it's not destroyed. Energy moves from one form into the next. It moves from non-physical to physical. That's what happens. Energy is constantly doing that. No matter what. You've got water. Water turns into what? Steam. Steam turns into, it goes into the ether. You can't see it, but it's still there. It's still there. Right? Steam can turn into water. What do you think happens with rain? Why does rain happen? It was at first, it was in a certain type of energy. It moved from one form into the form of rain, into water. We have to understand this. We have to apply this to our life. How do we do that? Well, it's the same thing with our thoughts. Your thoughts, if you hold it long enough, has to move into form. The non-physical thought that's in your mind, in your imagination, has to move into its physical equivalent. I was just going back to the architect. It's not just the architect. It's the painter. The painter sees it in their mind before it happens. The athlete, they see where they want the ball to go. Before they throw it. Think about that. The business owner or the CEO of a company. They see where they want the company to go. Before they get there. It's a non-physical idea. It's energy. 
And if they focus on that energy, they focus on that idea, it must move into its physical equivalent. This is nothing new. This is happening every day, everywhere, all the time. It happens in nature and it happens in our lives. That's what happens. Just because you burn, let's say, um, a dollar bill, is the dollar bill gone? The physical part of it is gone, but is the energy still here? Yes. It's just with our eyes, we can't see it. That's not the way our eyes have been designed. We can't see non-physical things. We can only see it with our inner eye of understanding. This is why I was going back to the vegetable that you plant in your backyard. You can't see it grow in real time. But you understand that it's there. You could see it using your imagination that it's growing, but you don't really see it. This is why we have to use our phones to do what? Time lapse. That's why there's a thing called time lapse on our phone. It allows us to see something that we normally wouldn't see without it. Our eyes are not designed that way. There's always going to be a non-physical part of our lives and a physical part of our lives, just like in the universe. There is a dark matter and there's the regular matter, right? There's things you can see in the universe and there's things you cannot see. But it's all energy. It's moving from one form to the next, in and out. It's the way that it works. Well, how does that apply to your life? Well, it's what you're focusing on every single day. If you have a goal, if you have a dream, you must understand if you hold that dream in your mind and you get emotionally involved in it, it has to move into its physical equivalent. It just has to. If you're wondering why it hasn't happened for you, there's only one question. Are you focusing and concentrating on that image? Most of the time, if not all the time, the answer is no. Every single time someone comes to me, they say, well, this hasn't happened. I've been working on this for years or I've been doing this. It has Well, simple question. Are you actually focusing on it? Do you see it in your mind? No, I haven't been doing that. Okay, well, that means that you're not using the energy properly. Your energy is going all over the place. You're thinking about this, then you're thinking about that, then you're thinking about this, you're thinking about that. You're never absolutely focusing on the main thing. So it's not getting the energy that it needs to move into physical form. You need to take an idea of whatever it is that you want, and you need to focus on it, concentrate on it every single day. That's going to cause you to become emotionally involved. The emotions are going to catch up. Once the emotions catch up and you're emotionally involved, then the behavior is going to catch up. Then your behavior is going to change. When your behavior starts to change through time, the physical equivalent of that idea is going to show up. Excuse me. This happens. This happens. See, the connection is our feelings. It's our feelings. What is the connection between our thoughts and what's happening in our life? It's our emotions. It's how we feel. If you're always feeling bad, doesn't matter the results you get. You'll only see bad. You won't see good. And it's just a never-ending loop until you decide to change your fundamental way of thinking. When you start to change your fundamental way of thinking, you start to change your fundamental way of feeling about your life. And you change your fundamental way of the way that you act. 
and the action sets up the reaction. First, it was a non-physical way of thinking turned into its physical equivalent. That's the way that it works. You see, we are controlled by what we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. That's the way we've been programmed. That's the way you've been trained to think. You see in your environment what's good or bad, and that drives your thinking. The problem is that means you're not thinking. That means you're just allowing something in your environment to control you. That's not a good use of the energy. You've got to think about what you want regardless of the appearances and hold that thought in your mind. The great part about this, you've done this already. You've done this already. You've done this with your money. You've done it with your health. You've done it with your relationships, your career, your business. You've done it already. That you had an idea, whether it was good or bad, you were focusing on that idea. You got emotion involved in that idea and it moved into its physical equivalent. It moved into form. That's what happened. So we have to understand that our thoughts are energy. Whatever is held in the mind, whatever images you permit to dominate your mind is what you're going to set yourself up to experience in your life. It may not happen tomorrow because remember, there's a law of gender. Everything's a process. Everything's a timeline. May not happen tomorrow. May not happen next week. It may happen three months from now. May take a couple of years. Good or bad. We have to understand that it's going to happen if we keep focusing on it. So the practical step is to continue to not only think about whatever it is that you want, but to hold that image in your mind, become emotionally involved in it to the point that you believe that it's going to happen, and then back that up with action. As long as you do that, it's a foregone conclusion. If you're a person right now, you've got a business idea. Keep focusing on it successfully. See the business launch happening successfully. See the business becoming successful. See it in your mind. Go over it over and over again every single day. Keep seeing it. You know what's going to happen? You're going to start to believe that it's possible. You're going to start to believe that it's just going to happen. And then your behavior is going to be like, I'm going to make this happen. And then sooner or later, it happens. Timeline, there's a process, don't know how long it's going to take you to get there, but you can get there if you hold it in your mind. Our problem is we're not taught to hold it in our mind. We're taught to let it go. If we don't see how it's going to happen, it's not possible. I just told you, you'll never know how something's going to happen. You never know when it's going to happen. You can only know what you want to happen and why. That's it. That's all you can control. You can't control how and you can't control when, but you can't control the what and the why. What is it that you want? Why do you want it? And replay it in your mind over and over and over and over again. And for the people who think you cannot do this, because I know I have some people in the back, well, DeVore, it's hard. I can't focus. I can't do this. That's why, because you're saying that. But for the record, we've already been given the tools to be able to do this. This is why it's called our higher mental faculties. Didn't I say that there's one of the laws called the law of polarity? There's an opposite to everything. What is the opposite to our physical senses? See, hear, smell, taste, and touch. What's the opposite of that? Our non-physical senses, our imagination, our reason, our will, our perception, our intuition, our memory. These are the polar opposite, the non-physical to our physical senses. 
When we start to use our higher mental faculties, that's when we actually start to think. But when we just allow what we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch to control our thinking, we're not thinking. We're not in control. We're not using this energy properly that's flowing through into us. We're not in harmony with God. What we've got to do is use our imagination to see what we want. We've got to use our intuition to listen to God's messages to us. We pray. We say, God, send me this. God, help me get this better job. God, help me here. Then he sends you an idea, but you reject it. You're not listening. Or he sends you someone into your life to help you take that next step, but you don't listen. Because you're not focused. You're not focused on the image. You're not focused on the end result. You're too caught up in how. You're too caught up in when. You're too caught up in, well, what if it doesn't work? Well, what if it does work? Then what? So think about that. The practical step on here when it comes to the law of perpetual transmutation of energy is that you've got to focus on the image. You got to focus on what you want to the exclusion of everything else going around you. You got to think your own truth regardless of appearances. You just have to. I don't get onto this podcast and and become concerned with really who's watching. I don't really become concerned with how many people are watching. I don't think about any of that. I just think about what I want and why. I want to help you get what you want. Why? Because it's my purpose in life. This is God's plan for me. That's all I'm focused on. I'm not focused on how, not focused on when, not focused on how long it's going to take, not focused on any of that. That's outside of my control. My control is showing up here every day and giving you all I got. That's all I can do. I can't control who shows up. I can't control who's going to listen. I can't control any of that. God will take care of that. We have to understand our place. We have to understand how to use these laws. We have to understand how to work in harmony with them. And, start, and stop self-sabotaging ourselves. So when you focus on what you want with repetition and emotion, it must move into physical form. The practical step that you could be taking to do this is to hold yourself accountable to focusing and concentrating, living in the present moment. Take your life one hour at a time. Don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about six hours from now. Just think about what am I doing right now to live my purpose? What am I doing right now to put myself in a position to become successful? What am I doing right now? What are you doing right now? Obviously, you're listening to me. But as soon as we end this podcast today, what are you going to be focusing on? What are you going to be focusing on after that? And then after that? Keyword, focus. If you cannot focus whatsoever, you're always going to be all over the place. This means you're not in control. The energy's being pulled in different directions, and that's the results you get. So I find the practical way to truly apply this is the power of focus, concentration, one thing at a time, one day at a time, one hour at a time, one conversation at a time, one email at a time, one task at a time, one thing at a time. And when you're focusing on that one thing, give it all of your energy, all of your focus, all of your concentration. See it happening in your mind successfully. That's a practical step. And this is why I always recommend people, when you're going to go into an important conversation, a presentation at work, a meeting, take 30 seconds, picture it ending successfully. That's an example of using this. 
see it happening successfully, feel the emotion of it happening successfully, move into action. Okay, now we're on to the very last one. The very last one is called the law of vibration. This is what dictates the law of attraction. Now, again, the law of vibration is scientifically known. It's nothing new here. But we just really don't understand it because in school, they stopped. They only told the, the entire uh, explanation of this law halfway. They didn't finish the sentence. They didn't say, well, guys, this also applies to you. They just stopped at, well, all matter in the universe is moving. It's vibrating at, at, a, at a particular speed. They say that, but they don't say, oh, yeah, but this applies to your body as well. They, they, they forget to, to put that into the sentence. So the law of vibration is very clear. Did you know that you can go and get your body measured? They can tell you what vibration you're at. They can tell you the vibration of your heart. The speed that it's beating at is the vibration. If your heart is not operating properly, it's not vibrating properly. They can measure that. They can see, oh, well, yeah, your, your, your heart's beating way too quickly or it's out of rhythm. It's not vibrating we could see this throughout the body. They could take a picture of this and see, oh, yeah, your body's not in the right vibration right now. Usually, how do we know that? It's how you feel. When you're in a state of depression or anxiety, you know you don't feel good. You know you're slowing down. You know you're in a low vibration. When you're joyful and happy and grateful, outgoing, unconditional love, just going out there and making it happen, you're in a high vibration. This is why the highest emotion that we all can achieve and express in our life is what? Unconditional love. Love that comes with no judgment, criticism, or condemning others. Just straight up love. It's the highest emotion we can achieve. The lowest is obviously depression, anger, jealousy, guilt, shame. This can be measured. This can absolutely be measured. So, I'm not here to tell you everything about science. I would encourage you to go do your research on this and you will find what I'm talking about. But I'm just going to get to the bottom line on this. The way that you feel dictates the vibration that you're in. The vibration that you're in is the cause. The effect is the law of attraction. What did we say? The law of cause and effect. The energy you send out is what you get back. What is Newton's law? For every action in the universe, there's an opposite and equal reaction. The law of vibration is very clear. The way that you feel on a daily basis, habitually, meaning most of the time, 80% of the time, how you feel is going to contribute to what you attract into your life. This is why someone who's generally always happy, who's optimistic, always enthusiastic about life, grateful for life, they're not hanging around people who are depressed. They don't attract depressed people. They hang around people who are just like that. People will say, well, that person's lucky. They always get a break. No, they're in a good vibration. That's why they always get a break. When you're always in a bad vibration, you don't get any breaks. Why? Because you're, you're in the wrong vibration. You feel bad. When you feel bad, you can only have bad things happen to you. Now, just because you feel bad for five seconds doesn't mean something bad's going to happen right then and there. No, that's why I said most of the time. What is the habitual way that you feel most of the time? What's your dominating emotional state? Are you always feeling bad most of the time or are you feeling good most of the time? 
If you feel good most of the time, anybody listening right now definitely will say, yeah, um, that's why good things keep happening to me. They're just normal for me because it's normal for you to feel good. It's normal for you. Did you know that for others, it's normal for them to feel bad? That's why bad things keep happening. I used to have this buddy in the military, a um, great friend of mine, and he would always tell me, man, I always have bad luck. I always have bad luck. He's the type of guy that's driving. He opens his sunroof and birds shit in his car. That's the type of guy he was. That's the type of guy he was. Not once, not twice, but three times has happened to him. He's the type of guy that wherever he moved to, he got in a physical altercation with a neighbor. This is the type of guy that every woman he was with, there was some type of domestic abuse, violence. Why? Because he was living his life in a low vibration. Every time I talked to him, unless we were joking or actively talking about something we were interested in, it was him complaining about what wasn't going right in his life. It was what he didn't like. It was what was going wrong. All of the bad luck. He was constantly telling himself this story. So what was he doing? Constantly putting himself in a low vibration. So what did that mean? He constantly kept putting himself in a position to attract more low vibration outcomes. It can often be explained this way. When you're feeling bad, you're on the feeling bad radio station. Well, what type of music's going to play? Feeling bad music. You're not going to hear any good music on that radio station. Just not going to happen. When you're on the feeling good radio station, you're not going to hear any bad music. You're going to hear feeling good music. Well, that's what I'm saying here. The law of vibrations very clear. When it comes to me and you, the way that we feel is everything. You're not going to feel hunky-dory 24-7, 365. It's majority of the time. Majority of the time, instead of holding on to something negatively for the next six months, let it go. Let it go. Stop walking around with other people's pain. Stop walking around with other people's bad decision making. Somebody may, may have made a mistake against you. Why are you holding on to that burden? Why are you holding on to that bad decision that they made? Let that go. That's negative energy that you have suppressed in your body. Doesn't matter how it got there. It's nobody's fault. It's about what are you going to do about it moving forward? You got to let it go. Because that's the energy that you're walking around with. That's the vibration that you're in. That's how you feel. And you can say all you want. Well, I'm good. Nothing's wrong with me. What does your results say? What does your quality of life say? Do you genuinely feel happy about your life? From day to day? Or do you feel anxiety? Do you feel shame? Do you feel guilt? Do you feel depressed? That tells you the vibration that you're in. It's the thoughts that you think that contribute to the vibration you put yourself in. The feeling that you put yourself in. Your emotions, your vibration is what controls your behavior. So again, what happens? You think negatively, you feel negatively, you act negatively. You think positively, you feel positively, you act positively. A law is something that happens to everyone, everywhere, all the time. It's the way your mind works. You cannot think positively, then feel negatively. It doesn't work that way. 
When you truly think positive about something, you feel good. When you truly think negatively about something, you feel bad. And it's the repetition of doing that that controls your behavior over time. Because of the vibration you're in. Vibration is the scientific word for feeling. No one walks in a room and says, I'm in a low vibration. No, you walk in a room and we can feel that you're upset. We can feel that you're angry. You don't have to say it. We can feel it. It's a vibration. You walk into a room, you can feel somebody's positive energy. They're in a high vibration. Because they're in control of themselves. They're thinking positively. We have to get an understanding of this. You've got to get an understanding of this if you plan on living a life that you want. You can't control what happens on the outside. That's none of your concern. What your concern should be what's happening on the inside of you. You make it what it is. You could put yourself in a low vibration all the time. That's you choosing to do that. Or you could put yourself in a positive vibration most of the time. You do that by the thoughts that you think using your higher mental faculties. When someone says this is chaos and it's all bad, you can use your reason and say, you know what? I reject that idea and I'm going to think about what is good. By doing that, you put yourself in a positive vibration. Now, if you listen to someone who's negative and you say, you know what? I'm going to accept their negative idea. I'm going to say, yeah, that is bad. That's effed up, man. I'm tired of this. You put yourself in a low vibration. That's your choice. A lot of people talk about the law of attraction and it's gotten to a point where, you know, not a lot of people are giving you the entire information. So a lot of people know of it, but they don't truly understand it. The law of attraction is a side effect. It happens as a result of the vibration. Think about this. The speed that something moves at, whether it's low or high, dictates what it attracts because it's sending energy out and it's receiving energy back. Just think about it. This is what happens in music. This is exactly what happens in music. The lower the vibration, lower the speed, the lower the tone. Think about that. Think about that. The higher the speed, the faster, higher the tone, higher the frequency is. So this is all, this can all be measured. This is all science. There's so many studies done on this. It's an abundance of them out there. Your heart is the same way. It starts beating too slowly or out of rhythm. Huh, you're not in the right vibration. Your body's not in harmony anymore. It's, it's going to, something's going to happen. Or if it beats way too quickly. So it's, it's, you know, now in that sense, it's not in the right vibration, of course. But I think you guys are getting the point. To bring it down to a very practical way to implement this into your life, you only should be asking yourself really one question. How do I feel? How do I feel? How do you feel? Do you feel good or do you feel bad? Just check in with yourself. Are you feeling good? Are you enjoying your life? Are you enjoying the process? Are you grateful for what's taking place? Are you expressing love towards others? Are you doing the best you can? If you're not, you're in a low vibration every single time, guaranteed. And it doesn't mean that when you're in a low vibration, your whole life's going to fall apart. 
No, I'm talking about dominantly. I'm talking about most of the time. I'm talking about in a matter of 365 days. At 300 of those days, you're in a low vibration. I can guarantee you're not living a happy life. But if 300 of those days out of 365 days are positive, you feel positive, you're living a great life. Now, you may not have the big house. You may not have the perfect car. You may not have all these physical, materialistic things that you want yet. But those things really do not define a person's life. What defines your life is what's, ha- is, it's what's happening inside internally. That is where it counts. That is what matters. This is why you can leave America and go to other countries and they're the happiest people because they, they figured it out already. They know it's an inside job. Their culture thinks that way. The community operates that way. They do things that generates happiness and high vibration internally. And usually, how do we get there? We do the things that we've been given the ability to do for free. What does that mean? We live our purpose in life. We serve others. Doesn't cost any money. We we impact people in a positive way. Doesn't cost any money. We spend time with our family in a quality of way, meaning we engage with them. We have productive conversations. Quality time doesn't cost any money. Living a happy life is not what's happening on the outside. It's all internal. It's all internal. And again, there's so many stories about this. How many more celebrities do we need to come out publicly and say, hey, everyone, money's not everything. How many celebrities need to commit suicide for us to get it? Just think about that. That's just one piece to life is money. Money is just one piece. Is it important? Do you need it to pay your bills, pay for food, to to get the things that you want, to experience more of life? Absolutely. But not every single decision you make should be based on that. Your decisions should always be based on what you truly want in your heart of hearts. That always comes down to your purpose, what you really are passionate about. It comes down to your authentic self, your higher self, what God really wants for you. You can always feel this. You know already what you want, generally speaking. You do. But what happens? We grow up in a life. We're trained not to think that way. We're trained to live from the outside in. We disconnect ourselves from God. We don't listen to our intuitions. We live our lives in a low vibration. And then we point the finger and say, no, it's it's because of that. It's all a con. We're thinking in reverse. The law of vibration is very clear. Everything in this universe is constantly moving. This planet is moving. The sky is moving. The atmosphere is moving. The water is moving. The air is moving. The trees are moving. The animals are moving. You and me are moving. Everything in this world is moving. It's all energy. And whether you truly understand that or not, it doesn't really matter. The only thing you truly need to understand is how do you feel on a daily basis? Do you feel good or do you feel bad? That's really all that matters. That's all that matters. And if you feel good, if you feel like the person who would live the life that you want, it's only a matter of time of you getting there. And actually experiencing it. That's what we said. The emotions, it's everything. You got to feel your way to success. You got to feel your way into getting the things that you want in your life. You can't just think about it. You got to get emotion involved. 
The feelings are the gateway to your subconscious mind. The subconscious mind controls your behavior. So you got to get into the feeling of everything. And that's a choice. That is a choice. So a practical thing to do is exercise gratitude every day. Live with gratitude in your heart. Write out a gratitude list. Get into the emotion of that. Goes back to one of the powerful concepts, leave things better off than you found them. That always puts you in a good vibration. When you leave someone better off than you found them, when you leave someone feeling better because they talk to you, you're going to feel good because you're expressing love. Put yourself in positions where you express love towards other people. Leave things better off than you found them. Impact other people. Learn how to serve. Learn how to give without any expectation of receiving. And watch how different you feel. Some of you guys are so caught up in getting. You're coming from a place of lack and scarcity. You act like you don't have enough. You have enough already. You're alive. You have enough already. You may desire more, but you don't really need more. You have enough. You start living your life like that from a place of abundance and understanding that everything you want is really already here. You just got to get yourself there emotionally. You got to get yourself there emotionally. Now, this is why in the book, The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard in chapter three, called The Power of Assumption, he writes here, uh, let's see here. All transformation begins with an intense burning desire to be transformed. An intense burning desire. The intense burning desire is located in your subconscious mind. It's a feeling that you get. An obsession is an emotion. It's a feeling. You have a burning desire. Just like when a mother and a father has a child, they have a burning desire to protect their child at all costs. They're emotionally involved. Are you emotionally involved in your goal, in the life that you want to live? Are you in the right vibration? When you sit there and you start questioning, how long is this going to take? Why hasn't it happened? Here we go again. This is too hard. This is too difficult. You're putting yourself in a low vibration. You're not speaking like a person who would be in that position. You're not speaking as if you are going to succeed. You're not speaking from a place of faith. In fact, you're not in harmony with God. If you truly believe that all things are possible, if you truly believe that there is a God, why would you doubt? You doubt because you're ignorant. You don't understand. How do you understand? You pick up the book and you read and you reread and you keep reading until it clicks, until you start feeling like, man, yeah, that is, it is possible. I can believe this can happen. It is happening. And you're just working yourself. You're working yourself from, I don't know if it's going to happen to, okay, I can see why it can happen. Okay, I think it's going to happen. I feel it's going to happen. It's happening. To it's happened. That's where you want to get yourself emotionally. And again, the law of gender, there's a process. There's a timeline. You don't know how long it's going to take you to get there emotionally, but you got to show up every day and do the work. Do what you can. Control yourself. You can't control things on the outside. You can only control you. So, practical thing is gratitude is one of the 
best places to start. Um, the other thing is writing your goal down every day and thinking about it. The more you think about your goal from a place of it already happening, because you wrote it down in the present tense and you visualize that, the more you're going to get emotion involved in it. But if you don't look at your goal every day, you don't really focus on it, you don't concentrate on it, you're never going to get into the emotion. This is why we were just saying in the, uh, the previous law, the law of transmutation the, the, of energy, um, that you have to focus and concentrate on that energy. And then it will move into its physical form over time. You see how these laws are all connected. The law of gender, there's a timeline and a process. Our job is to make sure that we take the conscious mind, we think about what we want, we impregnate our subconscious mind with, an I with that idea. We get emotionally involved in it, and we do that with repetition. We understand that using the law of polarity, that there's an opposite to everything. So on this path, on this journey towards what we want, we don't get involved in what's bad. We get involved with what's good. That's what we do. We look at the law of relativity. We stop trying to compare ourselves to where we've been. We stop trying to compare ourselves to other individuals. We start to assume the responsibility that we make it what it is. We can make this a fun, joyful journey, or we can make it a struggle. We can make it difficult. We can make it an impossible journey. It's our thinking that makes it so. You can do that. We talked about the law of rhythm. You already know things are going to come and go. Things are going to get really crazy. Then they're going to get quiet. You know, it, it's going to come and go. But that doesn't mean you need to get involved in that. You need to stay focused on the main thing. That's the way that life works. You know, it's going to come and go. Okay. We talked about the law of cause and effect. What you send out is what you get back. Very simple. For every action in the universe, there's an opposite and equal reaction. Um, and then we talked about the law of vibration, the way that you feel. And it's the thoughts that you think habitually, dominantly, that control the way that you feel. I gave you uh, quite a few practical steps because remember, knowledge doesn't mean anything if you don't organize it into a plan of action towards a definite end. So what do you do with all this knowledge? Number one, go back and rewatch this, re-listen to it, write it down, write down the practical steps that I gave you. I don't ever come to the show with a script. It all comes from my heart. It comes from my intuition. I don't know what I'm going to say. I just say it. So go back and replay this, rewatch this, write it down, formulate a plan. Hey, here's how I'm going to apply what DeVore was talking about today. Here's one thing I can do. What's just one action you can take every single day to apply something you learned today? Now, what are you doing? You're becoming educated. You're taking the information you've got. You're organizing it into a plan of action. You're applying it towards a definite end. This is how you get what you want in your life. Knowledge is not it. It's applied knowledge that's going to get you there. So take something today that you learn. What are you going to do today to start applying it? This has been the seven laws of the universe and how to use them to get what you want out of life. Now, we can finally get into your questions. Let's see here. We've got a lot of comments on TikTok, which is amazing. Let me bring that up for everybody. Let me first go to our YouTube channel and check out the comments there. 
All right. Okay. Uh, vote, vote, vote. Exactly. Uh, Moonstone Scarlet says, you're such a good teacher. I know you'll be super famous and influential. You're one of the greats. I appreciate your feedback. I don't do this to become famous, obviously. I do it because I genuinely want to help you become successful in your life. I just want you to have what someone gave me. Someone along the line just gave me different information than what I've been led to believe my entire life. I was told what to think my entire life until one day someone said, why don't you just learn how to think instead? I'm not going to tell you what to think. I'm just going to teach you how to think. And through that understanding, you'll realize some of the stuff you've been told is false. Some of the stuff you've been told is good. But you need to discern that. You need to filter through that stuff and get it more in alignment with yourself. Uh, when you do that, guys, life really starts to change for the better. The only reason why people are not living the life that they want, it's ignorance. They don't know how to think. They are being controlled by their outside circumstances. They're not living from the inside out. That's the issue. And because nobody teaches us this information, um, yeah, it could be a challenge for people. Let's see here. Ooh, nice. Didn't realize this is live right now. Okay, got it. Uh, Namsa says, you deserve more followers. I hope your channel grows. The channel is growing. I remember this channel on YouTube only had 300 subscribers. It's already at 1,400. So it's growing every day. I'm not really concerned on how fast it's growing or when I'm going to get to a million subscribers. That's not even my concern. My only concern is every time I do something, I want to make sure at least one person walks away thinking differently for the better. That's the goal. That is the goal. Um, let's go to Instagram and see if we had any questions or comments. All right. No comments there. Now we can get to TikTok. Let's see here. All right. Let's see. So seek out negative situations or people or no, it's the complete. Yeah, you guys already answered that question. <laughs> All right, good. Slaving for the money, losing your happiness is not worth it. Yeah, I, I did that towards the end of my military career. I had a choice to make. I could stay in the military because I was going to make it about the money. Let me just get this retirement. Let me just get this salary every month. And although on the surface it sounds good, um, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, you'll be in trouble emotionally. And that's where I was at. I knew... In my heart, I did not want to be in the military for 20, 30 years. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. Someone's got to serve in the military. I understand that. People have to do 20 years. I get that. But I wasn't one of those individuals. I had enough self-awareness to realize that's not me. 
I did my time. I'm very grateful for it, but I got bigger things that God wants me to do. So I had to get out. That means leaving security, guaranteed retirement, guaranteed benefits. And my life is better for it. Can you recommend a book for repetition, reading, or changing your thoughts? Well, there's not just one book. You can do that with any book. I think the important thing that you got to focus on is choosing one book that you're going to master. And so what you can do is go over to my YouTube channel and in the description, I have a list of books that I read or have read and just choose one of them and make it a goal to just understand what that book is all about and apply it. What good is it to buy a hundred books if you don't apply any of the information? Doesn't do you any good. So just choose one book, one chapter, one page, and read it over and over and over again. And just watch what happens with your life. Thank you for sharing this great knowledge consistently. I really need this help. You're welcome. I don't think there's a like button on Instagram. That's a great question. I think you have to double tap the screen probably. I think that's probably what has to happen. That's what I would think. Yeah, you shouldn't want to be like anybody else. That is correct. Let's see here. Yeah, I don't think it really matters. Whether God is a woman or a man, I don't think it's either. I think God just is. So don't get lost in the terminology, people. Focus on the message. See, this is another example of what I'm talking about. We're just so trained to be negative. We hear what somebody says. We say, oh, I don't like that word. And then we entirely lose the the message, the whole point of the conversation. I don't care what you believe in, whether you believe in God, Jehovah, Allah. I don't care. I don't care what your religion is. I don't care your skin color. I don't care where you're from. We're talking about principles that apply to everyone. We're talking about laws that happen to everyone, everywhere, all the time. If you focus on that, um, life will improve. Your tip about repetition is very useful. It helped me so much. Yeah. See, when it comes to repetition, I was exposed to this in the military. So that's why I first started to understand. Repetition is the key to learning and mastering anything. But again, the question is, are you applying repetition in your life? Are you doing the mental things over and over and over again for your benefit? 
repetition is not about trying to do something just temporarily. It's it's what you're attempting to do is make it a part of your life permanently. That's what you want to do. That's what you, that's really what's going on. The last thing you'd want to happen is to get into shape and then all of a sudden get back out of shape. No one wants that. You want to make it a part of your life. That takes repetition. What is my advice for a beginner? That's a good question. My advice for anyone just starting their own journey, maybe you've woken up today and you're like, I want to change my life for the better. I think it just comes down to doing three things. Number one, living your life with gratitude. No matter what's happening, find what's good in your life and be grateful for it. I think number two, what you got to do is start understanding the mind. Start understanding how your mind works. That's the instrument that you're using to experience life. So you might as well understand it if you want to change it. Uh, Number three, discover your purpose. You got to know why you're waking up in the morning. What are you going to dedicate your life to? If you can do those three things on a consistent basis, you're going to find yourself living a life of happiness, fulfillment. You're not going to have a motivational problem. You're not really going to have a discipline problem. You're going to live a great life. The reason why people do not live a great life, why their life is so uh, filled with anxiety and depression and constant anger and resentment. Number one, they have no gratitude. Zero. Number two, they don't understand how to think because they don't understand their mind. And three, they're not living with the purpose. They don't know why they wake up in the morning. They're absolutely confused. So you do those three things, my friend. Um, your life's going to get great, better. All right. Let's see here. How does the belief influence the subconscious mind, then it influences the reality? Well, your belief does not influence your subconscious mind. Your belief is in your subconscious mind. So think of your subconscious mind as a filing cabinet. One of the drawers of the filing cabinet are your beliefs. Think of it that way. So your beliefs are inside the subconscious mind. Hopefully that makes it clear. And your beliefs, they do influence your reality because your beliefs, they express themselves through your behavior, through your perception of what you see in your life. If you believe money is bad, you'll always see what's wrong with money. You can only see that. You won't have any awareness to see what's good with money. Because you have the belief that money is bad. And you will make decisions. Your behavior will match someone who has money problems. You may not say it out loud. You may not be willing to admit that. But that is what the results are saying. All coming from a belief that you didn't put there in the first place. Uh, Let's see here. Where can we find the laws? Um, I think you should go over to Proctor Gallagher Institute, which is uh, the company that is or was started by Bob Proctor and Sandy Gallagher. Um, 
And if you guys want the exact link, you'll have to head over to my YouTube channel right now. And I pasted the link in the chat box. I think that's a great resource. Let's see here. Uh, sometimes when I imagine what I want and it doesn't happen, I'm always disappointed. So I've learned not to expect anything. Yeah. Well, you know what? The thing is, when something doesn't happen, when you think it should have happened, it's because you you were so you were focusing on when you thought it's supposed to happen. I I, I was saying throughout this that's not we can't control when something's going to happen. So I think the expectation you should have is that it's going to happen when God knows when it should happen, when it should happen uh, at the right time for you. I always, I live my life with expecting good things. I always expect good things. I don't live my life not expecting anything. I expect good things. I demand good things. I want good things to happen. And because I live that way, good things happen. Uh, let's see here. People are so evil. I hate it here. Yeah, I mean, the, that may be true, but there's a lot of good people, too, at the same time. There's a lot of people who are not evil. There's a lot of people who love it there. I mean, it's your thinking that makes it so. Good books. There's a lot of good books. I can be here all day. Um, if you want to know what my list would be, you should go over to my YouTube channel and look in the description of my videos. I always list my list of books. Yeah. Um, whatever you tell yourself is true. I changed that language up a bit. Uh, then the person comes back and says, you have a closed mindset. I can express myself however I feel is releasing to me. Yeah. I mean, listen, both is true. Whatever you tell yourself to be true is what will be your truth. The point is what you give your energy to is everything. Why give energy to expressing what you don't like? What good does that really do for a person? It doesn't do anything. I don't like, I don't give energy to things I don't like. I just let it go. I don't give it any energy. Language is everything when it comes to that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you're so amazing with the way you explain all of this. Just gets right to the point. So understandable. Thank you for your feedback. I appreciate that. Uh, did you stop selling your journals? Um, I did. Um, maybe I released them back again, but it's for people who join the university now. So if you want a copy of the journal, you have to join the university. How do you stop hating somebody who hurts you? You got to use forgiveness. You got to use forgiveness. Hating is really, you're hurting yourself. Hating is the polar opposite to love. 
So that doesn't do anything for you. See, it's not even about the other person. It's really all about you and your, and your ability to control yourself. I know this because, again, I stated in the beginning of this podcast that everything I talk about is the way that I live my life. I used to genuinely hate my father. He was a drug addict. He's got over 12 kids. I don't know how many baby mamas he has at this point, and I don't really care. The bottom line is for a long period of time, I used to hate him. I also used to hate my mother, my biological mother, who also was a drug addict. She has five kids from different fathers. And we were all adopted. Number three, I used to hate my grandmother. My grandmother never seemed to take any responsibility whatsoever. She can never answer my questions. She she had an opportunity to raise me, passed on it. So I used to hate these individuals. I really did. Uh, I used to hate my cousin because he sexually molested me when I was a child. I used to hate him. I re- and I was walking around as an adult with hate in my heart. You know what that caused me to do? It caused me to become very cold and standoffish to everybody in my life. So when it came to relationships, I was bankrupt. When it came to living a happy, successful life, wasn't going to happen. So living this way, you can only do it for so long. You sooner or later get to a point where you're like, what's the point of life? Like, why do I keep feeling this way? Well, I looked in the mirror and realized that, why do I hate these people so much? How is that really helping me get to where I want to go? If I want to have a family one day, why would I be living with hate in my heart? What would I be teaching my children? How can I have an amazing relationship with another individual, my spouse, if I'm living with hate in my heart? How can I truly do God's work if I'm living with hate in my heart? I had to call myself out on that. How can I become the man that I want to be if I'm living with hate in my heart? See, it's not about those individuals. It's about you. And accepting responsibility that you, up to this point, you've been choosing to still hate them. You don't have to hate them. I didn't have to hate them any longer, and I realized that. So I found forgiveness. I looked for what was good about these situations. I let it go. I let God handle that. That's not my pain. I didn't decide for them to become drug addicts. I didn't decide uh, to be my cousin who molested a, a child. That's him. That's his doing. Why would I take on his pain? Why would I take on the pain of my biological parents? It's not my problem. Those things happen to me, but why do I have to allow that to define how I live my life? Why do I have to allow that to control my happiness? You don't have to do that. You see, when you go down this road of asking questions like this, you realize that all this hate that you have is unjustified. You got to let it go. It's not what God wants for you. It's not what you really want for yourself either. That's why it doesn't feel good. You know you're out of alignment with your true self when you don't feel good. That's the indicator. When you don't feel good and you have this hate in your heart, it doesn't feel good. It drains you. So again, you're here for a reason. You've been given this life. Make the most of it. Can't do that if you're living with hate. Gotta let it go. Don't live your life condemning people, judging people, criticizing, holding on to grudges. It's all a waste of energy. When we roll it all up 
and we give you the bottom line, it's a waste of energy. That's all it really is. It has no relevance on what you're going to be doing now and moving forward unless you let it. And I got to the point where I said, I'm no longer going to allow my father, my mother, my grandmother, my cousin to no longer control my life. They were in my mind rent free. Why do that to myself? See, it's about you. It's not about them. And we also have to exercise our understanding. They're ignorant. That's why they did what they did. They're ignorant. My cousin, straight up ignorant. He's just programmed to do that. That's what happened to him. So he's programmed. My biological mom and father, programmed. Look at who, look at who my grandmother was. So no wonder my mother was that way. So when I look back at it, I can understand why it turned out to be that way. And it all turned out to be good. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing today. It prepared me to do what I'm doing now to help you guys. So if I can get through all that, anybody can get through anything. Because it all is happening for us. And it's a choice. You have to choose to think that way. I don't. I don't, I'm not telling you to think whatever way you choose to do that for yourself. I can't make you think this way. It's just it, in my experience, I had to take responsibility. I had to let it go. I had to entirely forgive. And I did that using understanding and unconditional love, which is what we already possess. So it's nothing you have to go out there and get, you know, now, you may have to get the understanding, meaning you have to get the right information, which is probably why you're listening today. But to forgive people inherently is something everybody can do. Now, whether you're willing to do that is another question. And I think when a person's not willing to do that, it, it speaks to their level of ignorance. That's all it really is. Uh, does anyone know the name to, of the book he referred to? Thanks. I was referring to the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I think that's what you're talking about. Or The Power of Awareness. I apologize. Yeah, The Power of, power of Awareness. This will be replayed. Yes, it will. Does hypnosis work the same way? It can. It still needs the principle of repetition. You're still going to need to do it over and over and over again. How do you learn to think? Well, if I were you, I'd go back and listen to episode. Let me give it to you. Number. Sixty-five, sixty-six, sixty-seven. This is on October twenty-fifth, twenty-sixth, and twenty-seventh. Part one, two, and three. I talk about how to start thinking for yourself. I'd go back and listen to those episodes. Sixty-five, sixty-six, sixty-seven. Uh, if you go to the YouTube channel and you're looking for those, it'd be October twenty-fifth, twenty-sixth, twenty-seventh. The title of these three videos are "How to Start Thinking for Yourself," Part One, Part Two, and Part Three. Let's see here. How do you start living from the inside out without overthinking it and falling backwards? Understanding. 
The only reason why you overthink and fall backwards is because you don't understand yet. You have to exercise repetition. You have to go back to the fundamentals. You have to go back to exercising the principles. That's how learning takes place for all of us. When you didn't know, when you were 16 and you didn't know how to drive, that means you did not understand the principles of driving. You did not understand the fundamentals of driving. So, of course, what do you do? You doubt, you worry, you had some level of fear. Well, through the repetition of you driving for many, many years now, you no longer are scared. You have the right understanding. You've exercised the correct fundamentals. You understand the concept of putting on your left blinker and your right blinker and knowing when to slow down and knowing when to speed up and knowing how to look when you're at a stop sign. You know all these things. You know you have a rear view mirror. You know you got the left and the right mirror. You know these things now. You understand that. You've exercised these fundamentals over and over and over again for many, many years. It's the same thing with what we're talking about today. You've got to practice this over and over and over again. It has to be a way that you live. A lot of people are looking for shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. The the shortcuts is just making an irrevocable decision that you're going to live your life in this way. That's it. You're not going to go back. Someone would have to kill you to stop you from living the life that you want. That's really the shortcut, that burning desire, that obsession, that, that commitment that I'm going to do this. I'm going to think this way. I'm going to live this way. And every single day, I'm going to put my best foot forward no matter what. But to getting into the overthinking, I would also reference you to go back to part one, two, and three of last week, October 25th, 26th, 27th, and listen to how to start thinking for yourself. Because I talk about a lot of living from the inside out. But a bottom line answer would be understanding. It's not a strategy. Me telling you, yeah, um, do gratitude. That's a strategy. That's a strategy. What you need to do is get understanding. Understanding is what helps you build the emotion of faith. Understanding is what helps you plant new ideas in your subconscious mind. Get the understanding. Go back and listen to those episodes. All right, let's see here. If you're serving yourself, aren't you serving the country if you represent that country? All right. I don't think my moderators are in here right now because you should have gotten muted already. So let's mute you, buddy. You're done. All right, next question. Uh, Great, understand that. But when, hold on, understand. I understand that. But what happens when someone says that? But, but means, yeah, what I just said doesn't matter. So you don't understand. But I'll read, I'll read your comment. I understand this, but when you're raised in a patriarchy, maybe my mission in life is to what? You don't even finish your sentence. I don't even know what you said. Let me say this for everybody who's listening right now. I can sit here as a person whose skin color is dark. 
I am a black person in America. I can sit here and say, yeah, well, you know, it's all good to be positive, but you don't understand what it means to be black. You know, my ancestors, they were slaves and, you know, my mom had it really hard and, 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 and the system today is stopping me and, and I just can't do this. I can't catch a break. And there's so many injustices in the world, you know, and you know what that sounds like? That sounds like a victim mentality. How is that going to help me live a better life? How is that going to help me go out there and serve others? How is it going to help me do what God wants me to do in this world? How is that going to help me? If anything, that's going to hold me back. That's going to put myself in a low vibration. We went over this. That's me looking in the that's me looking at the bad things in life. That doesn't mean they're not there. It doesn't mean those things didn't happen. It doesn't mean maybe somewhere along the line someone looked at me and didn't like me because of my skin color. But what the heck does that got to do with what I'm doing right now? Am I going to allow those individuals to control my life and to live my purpose and to help you get what you want? No. Why would I ever do that? That's that's outside of my, my control. I can care less where you come from. It doesn't matter how you were raised. It doesn't matter if you grew up in a patriarchy. What difference does that make? That has nothing to do with your decision making today. Are you deciding to be better than you were yesterday? Yes or no? Are you deciding to change your belief system to get to where you want to go? Yes or no? Are you deciding today to live your purpose in life, the purpose that God gave you from day one? Yes or no? That's got nothing to do with those questions. A lot of people want to get caught up in the past. A lot of people want to live in the pain and the guilt and the shame that does not help you. It keeps you stuck. And I could tell you right now, because I am a black person, I do have authority on this. My own culture is held back because of what I just said. There's a lot of people with my skin color. They hold themselves back because they're living in the past. That's why. Instead of looking at what the real truth is, get on with living your life already. Let it go. What are you doing right now to do God's work? What are you doing right now to serve other people? What are you doing right now to be the best version of yourself? Having a victim mentality will never help you get there. Two things can be true at the same time. It could be true that those injustices did happen in the past, but it can also be true that it doesn't matter today. That your job today is to live the purpose that God gave you. You're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be helping people, serving people, evolving the way that you think to get to where you want to go. So I could sit here and I could tell you guys all of my experiences being black. I could tell you all the times where maybe someone was a little racist to me. Maybe someone was a little prejudiced to me. Maybe someone looked at me different. Someone said that N word to me. I can go, I can tell you countless stories. What does that got to do with the way I live my life today though? What does it got to do with me doing what God wants me to do? It's got nothing to do with it. Just, it goes back to my parents. What do they have to do with the life I'm going to live today? I got to stop allowing the past to live rent-free. You got to stop allowing the past to live rent-free. It doesn't matter in the end. Life's going to tick on. I don't really care about that stuff. And we're always going to have people that come back. Well, see, you know, you don't understand. You're just brainwashed. You're just this. You know what, buddy? It doesn't really matter. 
doesn't matter. Because my results tell the story. I live a great life. I have an amazing wife. We get to wake up. We get to do whatever we want. We have our own schedule. We make really good money, more than most people we know. The results tell the story. So I don't, I don't really get involved in that type of thinking. It just doesn't help anybody. If someone was to raise their frequency, do they become good? What happens first? The thought of the frequency. Well, it's the thought that you think that controls the way that you feel. Uh, great question. Did you receive additional professional therapy to deal with the inevitable wounds? No, I did not. Doesn't mean I don't recommend it. it means some people need it, you know. I I think therapy has a, an important place in our society. Um, I think that if you get a therapist, I think you should definitely have a life coach at the same time. I think you should definitely have a mentor. I think you should be doing whatever you can invest in to get yourself moving in the right direction. I don't care what it is. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I have people now, some of them are in therapy. But no, I did not get therapy. I studied every day and I still do today. I read the same thing over and over again that I just read to you guys. I read it over and over and over again. To be transformed, the whole basis of your thoughts must change. But you cannot change unless you have new ideas. Because you think from your ideas. I've read, I've read that so many times. Why? It's telling me that if I get new information, I can change the way that I fundamentally think. But if I'm not getting the information in the first place, how will I ever change? That's what that's what it tells me. He also says that uh, all trans all transformation begins with an intense burning desire. That means I need to get emotionally involved. I have to want to change. I've read that so many times. I've read the quote. There's a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. You're not ready for a thing until you believe you can acquire it. Your state of mind must be belief, not mere hope or wish. Open-mindedness is essential for belief. Closed minds do not inspire faith, courage, or belief. I've read that thousands of times up to this point. Why? Because if I'm going to get anything in my life, I have to believe. I can't just wish. I can't just hope. I can't be closed-minded. I got to be open-minded. Because God is going to send ideas to me. He's going to send people into my life. I'm going to have intuitive, inspired ideas that come up. And I need to move into action. I have to believe. If I don't believe, I won't take action. I'll just reject it. That's why I tell you guys, don't focus on trying to read an entire book. Just find one paragraph, one idea, and focus on that idea. And watch how it will change your life. You'd be surprised at how effective that really is. And so when it comes to your question, that's basically what I've been doing. 
and it's been great ever since. Uh, let's see here. I really love your information. I look forward to this every day. Thank you. I've been through my family dysfunction and it ate me up for years until I realized to forgive and let go. Exactly. Exactly. Who's the author of Power of Awareness? His name is Neville Goddard. N-E-V-I-L-L-E. -L -L -E. Goddard or Goddard. Some people pronounce it differently. G-O-D-D-A-R-D. You can go to the YouTube, my YouTube channel in every one of my videos in the, in the description. I have a list of books. Uh, you can click on the link to that book and it'll take you to that exact version. Because the power of awareness has been released with different versions. Um, the one that I am reading has a second book attached to it called Awaken Imagination. So this is why I recommend that you uh, go to my YouTube channel and hit the link there. Uh, sometimes forgiveness oh, sometimes forgiveness heals the soul, but the body still stays with involuntary PTSD-like symptoms. Yeah, I mean, I would say no. Um, because I'm a person who used to have PTSD. I'm a guy that would, as soon as a helicopter would fly over my house, I'm up, I'm out of the couch, my heart's beating out of my chest. I'm a guy that used to be like, if somebody said something slick to me, I was zero, zero to 100. I'm a person that was walking around, never allowing anyone to get close to me because of my traumatic childhood. It's a change in your consciousness that changes the body. When you forgive, when you understand, when you have a different belief system, it changes. It changes. I walk down the street today or I meet people, they would never know I was in the military unless I told them. Now, if you were to see me five years ago, you knew I was in the military. My self-image has changed. PTSD is a result of negative ideas in the subconscious mind. That's all it is. That's what it is. PTSD from being sexually assaulted. PTSD from getting in a car accident. PTSD from, um, you know, uh, getting shot at overseas. PTSD of being involved in a, um, in a helicopter crash overseas. PTSD from getting rockets dropped over you constantly every single day. It's all negative ideas in the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind controls the body controls the nervous system, controls the organs, controls the vibration, controls your reactions. You change what's happening in the subconscious mind, PTSD is gone. But that's not what they tell veterans. They just hand out pills. They don't educate veterans on how to think. They don't educate veterans on how it happened. They don't educate them on how to deal with it. They just get them in a room. You talk about your problems. They give you medication. They call it a day. Nothing really ever changes. That's what happens. And it's an entire business for the government. That's why they just would rather hand out medication. They make money from this. So, yeah, when you start to understand the mind, you start realizing that things are not exactly what you've been led to believe.
Uh, let's see here. Okay, dude, apparently this is helping. It gives you something to talk about. Everything starts by asking, how can we make things better? It's not victim mentality if it helps to make a change. Uh, I do believe I'm already experiencing the positive changes. Okay, so let's go back to your original question. Maybe I read your question in the wrong way. Let's see. Yeah. Well, one, you didn't even finish your question, by the way. So maybe if you had completed the question and made it clear for me to understand what you were asking, I would have been able to address your question better. And also, when you start off, a, when you start off a sentence by saying, I understand that, but when you're raised, obviously you're talking about something negative. So, yeah. How to keep the positive mind along the way. How to keep a positive mindset along the way. Here's the thing, guys. You guys have to look at the way you're asking these questions. I mean, you guys are missing words. I can't, I can, like, if it's, sometimes it's confusing. So, yeah, well, if you can only type so many characters, just part one. Here's half of my question. Part two, here's the other half. Communication goes both ways. Like when people come on here and they drop questions in my chat, but they don't write it in a way for me to read it clearly, I don't understand what they're asking. All right, moving on. What is the best approach if you need to help a family member financially? My sister is unwell and hasn't been able to work for a year later. It's an ongoing challenge to pay her bills and mine. Well, I think the number one thing you got to do is focus on what do you want to happen? What do you want to happen? You know, how clear are you on that? Um, also, um, once you do get clear on that, you got to start thinking about what are ways that you can make that happen. What are some ways that you can make it happen? And you might start getting some ideas that you didn't think about previously that will help you do this for her. The other thing is you can only do the best that, that you can. But I would imagine that if you truly sat down and you got clear on what you wanted, um, and you got a little creative, you could figure it out. I also would say that some of this is outside of your control because you're trying to be responsible for another person who also is an adult. And um, so obviously there's a couple of situations there that you cannot really control. But what you can control is what are you going to do about it? And I think that's really your question. So I'll tell you the story. Um, there's, I always tell a story to people. There's this guy that called me up one day and he was just trying to get clarity on why his business has, his business was failing at this point. He was wondering why he wasn't making the money he used to make. Uh, he was wondering why it declined. So I went back and I asked him a bunch of questions and come to find out it's really simple. He was a nurse full time. Then his father got sick. 
His father got sick to the point where his father required um, in-home care, right? I think that's what it would be called. A, he, he required a caretaker. Well, his wife had already passed on, so his mother wasn't alive. So the only person that could take care of his father was the son, the guy that I was speaking to. Well, because the son was a full-time nurse, he knew he couldn't be a full-time nurse and still be a caretaker for his father. So he had to make a decision. He had to figure something else out. So what he ended up doing was starting uh, an Amazon business. And he made a lot of money from that because his purpose in life at that point was to uh, take care of his father. So before I finish the story, point number one is if you truly desire to be able to take care of you and your sister, you need to figure a different way out to earn the money. And your purpose of doing that in the first place is to help your sister. That should be that that emotion alone will help you do what's required to figure this out. And by the way, you don't really have to figure. You really don't have to figure it out. You need to just set the intention that the answer will come to you and it will. But you got to be clear on what you want. Anyways, let me finish the story. Uh, so he makes the money. He takes care of his father. He He's able to pay the bills and all that. And then his father ends up passing away. And after his father passes away, his business starts to decline because he no longer has a purpose for it anymore. The only purpose of his business was to uh, take care of his father. What is my point to you? My point is, is that number one, you have to be clear on what you want. Number two, get creative. Only think about how you can make this happen. And set the intention that you're going to get the answers. And when you get them, you're going to execute. And number three, let it go. Let God handle some of this stuff. He'll figure it out. But what you, the one thing you should definitely avoid is stop focusing on all the bad things that are happening. And start focusing on what you want to happen and let the rest go. Just let God handle it. Because it's outside of your control. Now, it sounds simple. It is something that people usually don't want to hear. Um, but that is the principle behind miracles. A person sees what they want. They know it's going to happen. It's a foregone conclusion. They believe in it. Then it happens. So... It's no different here for you. Um, you just got to focus on what it is that you want. And get very clear about that. And only think of how you can do it. Because you're talking about a financial thing. So what does that mean? Well, how much money do you need to be making every month? Are you clear on that number? Once you're clear on that number, now you can say, okay, now that I'm clear on what I need to make, now I can start brainstorming ways that I can earn that amount of money. What can I do? And here's the part where people get it wrong. They get these ideas and then they start thinking why they can't execute those ideas. Can't do that. You got to think of only why you can. Uh, and you'll, you'll get the ideas. You will get the assistance. Things will work out, but you have to set the intention that they will. That's why we were talking about the law of vibration. How you feel is everything. You got to feel like this is going to work out one way or another. You don't know how. 
You don't know when, but you feel like it will. And that means that you're thinking that way, which means your behavior will show that, which means that you have to attract the circumstances. You just have to. It must happen. It's a law. Great question, by the way. Really good question. All right, let's see. Uh, how do you know what you desire? You feel it in your heart. You feel it. You, you think about it. You fantasize over it. Desires are those images in your mind that keep showing up all the time. The image of the vacations you want to take. The image of the car you want to drive. The image of the house you want to live in. The image of the life that you want to live. The relationship you want to have. The things you want to accomplish. Those are all desires. Your objective is to choose one of those and start feeding it and turn it into a burning desire. Because at that point, that means your behavior will alter. You can desire something, doesn't mean you're going to do anything. You only start doing something when it turns into a burning desire. It's an obsession at that point. You've done this before in your life. It's nothing new. Now, it, it may feel new because you're doing it intentionally now. But we've all done this before. A burning desire is what, is what, is what you want. That's what you need. All right. I love what you're teaching. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, this has been Devore Darkens Live, all about helping you get what you want out of life. Uh, my purpose in life is to help you succeed in yours and to make your life better. And the way that I do that is I talk about principles and ideas that encourage you to start thinking for yourself. We talk about ways to start living your purpose. We talk about the subconscious mind because that's where the change has to occur. That's where the true transformation takes place. So my expectation for you is that you did learn something today and you're going to apply it. And maybe for the person who didn't hear everything and you're still trying to put this together, this is why I record this. So you can go back and rewatch this on my YouTube channel. And you can re-listen to this on Spotify, Google, Amazon, and Apple Podcasts. Also, this podcast is sponsored by the Purpose Conscious University. This is something that I recently launched to make it very affordable for people around the world to start applying these principles that we talked about today. To put in all this knowledge and turn it into an organized plan of action and to get the support, the coaching, the accountability to follow through. Why? So you can finally get what you want out of life. So you can stop trying to do it yourself and confuse yourself and overwhelm and finally get a simple step-by-step -step process to getting to where you want to go. That's why I have the university. I want to give you the knowledge, but I just don't want to stop there. I want to give you knowledge that's organized into a simple plan of action that you can apply to the goals that you have in your life so you can get what you want. This is what that university is all about. If you're a person who's interested in joining that, all you have to do is hit the link in my bio or in this YouTube description and you know how to handle the rest. So I want to say I love you guys. Thank you for your participation today and listening and I will see you guys tomorrow. Take care everyone.